Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey. And now. Hello and welcome back to C-Red UK, where quite simply is Chicago Bullsing. This podcast is part of the Fans First Sports Network. Wherever you're listening, rate, review, subscribe, helps us out and ensures you don't miss another episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit the bell, give us a thumbs up and leave some comments down below. I'm Matt and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm good. I have less of a distraction on my face tonight, so I feel a bit better. Yeah, I won't say what we've been saying it is in the chat. That's um, fine. I'm sure somebody will be offended by it. <laughs> I'm sure somebody will. But um, uh, it, we, we best keep that to a private chat. Yeah. Um, yeah, first off, I uh, just want to apologise for the late, uh, the last episode that we put out yeah. where the yeah. audio dropped out in the last sort of 10 minutes. As the um, podcast manager and uh, editor, I feel as though it's down to me to make that apology. Um, <laughs> I, st- I still don't know exactly why or what happened um, as far as my recording and editing suite is concerned. The sound worked all the way through. Just in the upload, it seemed to drop the last 10, 12 minutes. Um, so for anyone that was really wanting to hear what we had to say about Windy City Bulls, I do apologise. For anyone who's enjoying my little regular rant about Pat, um i do apologize <laughs> you you didn't manage to catch it um but uh at least the vast majority of it was there and we didn't feel as if it was prevalent enough to to take it down and put up a whole new uh edited piece 
as a result. So uh, apologies for the teething trouble. This is only episode three since I've come back. So um, hopefully it will be smooth sailing from here on in. Yeah, you're just ramping up, aren't you? That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, obviously in that last 10 minutes, we did cover Windy City, um, mm-hmm. which we will go over. Not what we spoke about, but we will speak Windy City later on. And um, we gave yeah. predictions for three games because we didn't know if we was going to be back tonight. Obviously, the first game was OKC. Um, we'll do our predictions further down, well, for the next few games further on. We both predicted an L for OKC last night. Yeah. And surprise, surprise, that's what we got. Yeah. Uh, the finishing 116-102, obviously, to OKC. Once again, slow start. Let them get into, I think it was a 17-point lead at one point, wasn't it, again? Shocking. Use all our energy getting back, sort of level. And did we actually take the lead as well? By about by a two point. point. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then that was it. Just imploded and never got back into it. Some iffy calls, maybe. It did Yeah, help. yeah. Um, that tends to come with the territory, though, doesn't it? When a team's on its ass, basically, they tend to get less of the calls. And when a team's flourishing, they tend to get more of the calls. So at the moment, we're suffering at the hard hand. Yeah. And when you look at some of the stats, it was <laughs> a pretty even looking game you know bulls maths problems didn't seem to be there that we'd constantly see uh i mean from three we hit 17 of 44 which you know they're getting them threes up not necessarily mm-hmm. a good thing uh for 38 percent, they hit 11 of 29 so we outscored them from three and to still lose a game is just yeah uh, field goal wise is probably why because we only hit 34 of 88 they hit 37 of 75 but it was the free throws that really that's what killed yeah. it you know what do we get we 17 hit, yeah 17 of 17 for us uh they got 31 of 38 with sga actually hitting 17 of 18 himself so sga got as many free throws or more free throws than we did as a team hitting the yeah. same amount Shocking. Although he had a great game. What, he got a 40-point 40, 40 piece, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it's pretty standard, isn't it, really? Yeah. Uh, again, we got out-rebounded. So, <laughs> the, the, the same problems are there. Um, yeah. You know, like, it's like I put a tweet out last night. Did anyone remember when we hired this shooting coach development, <laughs> head that. of development, whatever? And, yeah, we're putting up more shots, but the bad shots and the amount of times that the ball is going around the arc and nobody wants to shoot it and then eh, 24 seconds yeah and it's there it must have happened good five six times last night or in the last two seconds of the, the rushing a shot yeah just jacking up a shot yeah and god knows why we can't seem to score in the in the paint it was just last night we, well we couldn't even get into the paint last night that was seemed to be a bit of a problem you know, at the same time as this game was going on, Windy City were playing, and there was a video of Sonago, uh, Sonogo just driving to the rim, slamming it down, and it's yeah. just like, where, why aren't we doing that? You know, and all right, as the game went on and we 
were drawing that lead back, it did start to happen. Obviously, Kobe getting hot from three definitely yeah. helped. Um, it's the best I've seen Kobe shooting quite some time. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, before we go into what we what we've said we're going to discuss, you know, what, what was your take on the game? Yeah, just more of the same. Um, like, I don't want to jump too far ahead or anything, but, um, you know, we didn't know with the new lineup because obviously with, with a certain Mr. Levine being not fit to play as a, a last-minute scratch, he, um, he left a path for... Uh, another player to step in and, and Billy decided that it was going to be his 10th man that was going to step into the starting lineup uh, <laughs> and put P put P will in there. Um, it, it, yeah. I think that caught everybody by surprise. Um, so I thought, okay, let's see how this shakes things up. And it produced pretty much the exact same result. Um, it was shocking to watch. I mean, you and me were there in the live threads and, I mean, for the first two quarters, the first half of the game, I was fighting with myself as to whether or not just to switch it off and go to bed. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I hate feeling that way. I, I've, I've been a Bulls fan that loves to watch the games live since they've been accessible to me. Uh, I don't like to miss games. If I have to miss them, it's always down to work. It's never down to tiredness or laziness. And I really was at that stage where I, I'm done. I, I'm like, do I really want to stay up and watch this? And we both looked to see if it was available to watch the Windy City Bulls game because it would have been more entertaining. But unfortunately, where we are in the world, it's not accessible to us at the moment. So we were stuck watching what should have been the better team, which actually was a pile of dog turd, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. Horrible. And, and I'm sick of I'm sick of these holes that they find themselves in. You know they're going to go on a last-minute surge in, in the third quarter and into the fourth quarter, and they're going to run out of steam and ultimately lose the game. It's become the pattern now, and I don't like it. Yeah, and there was just one thing that I noticed last night as well was uh, Stacey King, and it's not the first time he said it, is this team is close. Mm -hmm. This team is also three years in. Mm-hmm. Why are we close? Why are we not past it? Why are we not working out how to actually play basketball? Because apart from maybe five minutes in the third, it looked like they've never met each other. Yeah. You know, and so for Stacey King, it was obviously, you know, yeah, we've had that sort of say about him in the past. For him to be saying, this team is close, it is, you know, I think it must be the third or fourth time I've heard him say it as well. And it's yeah. like, how can a team that has got three former All-Stars on, or three All-Stars, however you want to word it, mm. you know, this supposed young talent fourth pick that we've got, you know, obviously these added veteran pieces in Javon Carter and Tory Cray, how are we close? And we're getting well, outdone by... First a team, team defense as well. Yeah, and we're getting outdone by a team that's full of draft picks and SGA, basically. Yeah, you know, and and it, obviously that's not a knock on OKC because they're doing you know they're, they're doing no. well in the West. Um, 
yeah and obviously we'll get into the, the sort of talking points do it obviously you've just mentioned about zach being out mm-hmm. you know and the title of this episode is no zach no difference as it right you know, no difference is a question i said in the last episode do we sit zach um me or you know do we leave him at home just so just to get a chance to see what this team does without him you know um sometimes obviously when you say sit him it could be just to come off the bench or whatever you know they're not billy's not going to bench him so the only way is to keep him out of the game altogether right and obviously like you say it was a it was a very well, I think from what billy said a very very late scratch mm-hmm. you know he he was going through warm-up he was on the injury report yesterday one i think or the day before it was yeah. right was it right foot soreness or something like that that's it he goes through warm-up shoot around all that sort of stuff and billy's thinking right he's playing he's playing and then all of a sudden you know my foot's hurting i'm not i'm not doing it you mm. know and like you've got to go across the bottom conspiracies is he actually injured or is it him just doing these uncharacteristic exact things again as mm. we discussed on the last one yeah you know, because when has Zach ever sat a game for something as soft as soreness? No, well, he hasn't. Um, and, you know, that's why I was saying with these conspiracies, I'm sure you've seen and I'm sure everybody has seen the multitude of different conspiracies that have been doing around since he became a late scratch for the game. And some people are saying it's because he's minded his health, because a trade is imminent. Some people are saying it's because, you know, once we get past thanksgiving happy thanksgiving by the way to all our american listeners um once we get past thanksgiving that he's going to be going straight away and there's also been conspiracies saying that he's decided he's done he doesn't want to play anymore and i don't think i don't think i put stock into any of them too much other than what you're after saying which is he now has clutch in his ear and i'm sure he's listening to his agents who are telling him this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. This is how we're going to get you the best deal. And uh, and they could very well have said to him, look, any kind of niggling injury, can it? Yeah. yeah uh, obviously, you know, if he is after this trade, which clearly he is. Yeah. He's basically, like you said, doing what his agents are telling him. Yeah. Looks but everything, like. everything he's doing is, is getting attention on him. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, is keeping him in people's minds and stuff like that. But surely the best way to to get a trade and where, go where you want to go is go out there and show people what they're actually trading for. You would think. Because, you know, obviously everyone knows what Zach is anyway. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's People know that. But obviously there's more and more trade rumours coming out as well. Like yesterday, it was Hornets are the latest to be mm-hmm. linked to him and you know that from what my understanding of it is that deal could get done like that because there's none of this december the 15th signing things i don't think with any of the players that supposedly would be in the deal Mm -hmm. you know and a lot of people are still saying roll on december the 15th as if that's the day the trade is going to happen and i just don't think it is um well, obviously, yeah, the question was, 
was there a difference with Zach not being out there last night? Hey! Um, the only difference was Kobe was the one that filled in the gap of shooting from three. Apart from yeah. that, everything else looked the same. Yeah, we were still poor offensively. You know, like you say, Kobe stepped up. However, if Zach was there, how many points would Kobe have got? Because as that ball's going around the arc, as I said at the start, Zach's going to shoot it at some point. Or yeah, well, the old Zach would shoot it at some point. The old Zach would drive it at some point. Hey, we just don't know what we're getting out of Zach at the minute, mm-hmm. and that's why I said, do you actually now just sit him until this is all done with and see what this team's got? without Zach, you know, and I mean, Billy's lineup to cover for Zach. God knows what that was. <laughs> it didn't work anyway. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously the way the graphic was put was obviously Kobe at the one, Pewell at the two, Damara at the three, yeah, uh, AC at the four, yeah. Vooch at the five. Probably didn't go like that when they was on the floor. It, it can't, you know what I mean? Surely no, it Pewell's... was the epitome of positionless basketball (laughs) i mean okay you you had your one and you had your five and everything else was just thrown together in the middle yeah which you know i know it's the way the nba tends to be going is this positionless basketball yeah we know billy loves his positionless basketball but surely the players need to know where they're meant to be right it might help you know um and yeah, I, I personally don't think we missed Zach last night. You know, and I'm starting to lean towards the whole just sit him because surely he's bringing ne- a lot of negative energy, a lot of negative vibes to that locker room. Especially if they don't know if the his teammates don't know if he's going to play. Mm-hmm. You know, they might still like him as a person, but you know we've seen it with James Harden, your, your mm-hmm. guy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know when they don't want to be there the team don't want them to be there and it kind of feels like that's the way we're going with Zach at the minute yeah you know and uh, yeah would you I say <sighs> see I don't I don't necessarily think that the next game is going to look the same as that game looked you know that kind of way I mean, it happened to be that Kobe got hot from three, but if Kobe hadn't had the hot hand for the first half of the game, because, I mean, he went quiet in the second half, but if he didn't have that hot hand from distance, it would have it would have been a case of us sitting here saying we drastically missed Zach. Mm. The only reason why it looked pretty much the same as all the other games was because Kobe was hitting them. But as we know, Kobe can be quite streaky and if he was putting up seven shots and only hitting two of them this is a blowout from first quarter on all the way through the game yeah. Yeah. so i don't know i don't know if i can judge it yet i'd have to see maybe two or three games with no zach before i could decide whether or not it really does make a difference to sit him or let him play yeah um yes I mean, it's the first time really we're in a, in a in a while we're really seeing this Bulls team without him as well, isn't it? It is, yeah. You know, and obviously nothing looked like it had changed last night. Who knows if maybe if Billy can plan 
to be without Zach, things look a little bit different. Yeah, if maybe. His teammates can plan to be without Zach, it looks a bit different. Because you know that Zach, if he plays like Zach, can go and easily drop 25 points. Yeah. And they, they would have made a difference last night. But would they have took points off somebody else? So Inevitably, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, to be fair, I'm sick of talking about Zach. He's getting a bit like P. Will for me at the minute. Um, <laughs> Let's so, talk about somebody else then. Let's talk about the guy that went missing. Again. Again. Yeah, Vooch. Now, you look at his stat line. 16 points, 12 rebounds. Standard Vooch. Double, double. Yeah. He was 6 of 13 from the field. Mm -hmm. He had numerous little tantrums. Yes. You know, when things don't seem to be going his way, you get that whole like that and looking at Billy to challenge it and you know, he's constantly doing that. He needs to challenge calls yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> I want to know how many challenges Vooch thinks that we have because <laughs> he wants to challenge everything. You're like, you know, you kind of have to be careful as to when you use it. Now, okay, <laughs> Billy tends to not use it when he should a lot of the time, but Vooch is there like every five seconds. He's, he's like the, the upside down beard, isn't he? Because, like, I mean, beard goes like this and Vooch goes like this all the time. <laughs> uh, obviously, there was that one last night. I think it might have been the one where he... He fouled uh, Chet on the three. Mm. And he's trying to get Billy to challenge it. And he's throwing his little tantrum like he does. Next thing, cut to Vooch sitting at the end of the bench. Mm -hmm. And I found that hilarious. And I thought, you know, fair play, Billy. Yeah, I think Billy was just sick of being told his job. Yeah. And said, right, take a seat, sir. And to be fair... Should have come a lot sooner, mm -hmm. you know. Like last night, Drummond only got just short of eleven minutes. Um, he didn't do a lot in that eleven minutes, to be fair. No. Um, because it obviously it's a staggered eleven minutes as well. Yeah. But I think Vooch got some like thirty-six minutes, and it's, it's getting to a point where you're kind of thinking, I want to see Drummond over Vooch. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't care how chaotic it is. But you know that Drummond's going to run the floor. He's yeah. going to try and get in the passing lane. He crashes the boards rather than just wait for the ball to come to him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we need his rebounding. You know, like I've said before, if we're relying on Vooch to be our third scorer, that's a big problem in itself. Mm. You know, obviously, like last night, he should have been second scorer. Mm. Going, you know, the fact that Zach was out. His, his shots look lazy. He's, he's been demanding the ball. And then he just seems like he doesn't know what he wants to do with it when he gets it. It's no. But, butterfingers, all of a sudden, can't seem to catch a ball when they're trying to get it to him. They don't yeah, know when they throw the it. ball up off the floor half the time. Yeah. I mean, that's maybe not on Vooch, but maybe the passes are a bit, you know. But it's just, I don't know. He, he seems to be starting a regression. Mm. And he's like, right, I've got my money. Last year was all about me making sure I got that contract. I've got it. Yeah, that's it. Can't be arsed now. Yeah. And he, um, he looks as checked out as Zach. Which is a massive problem. Yeah, when we've got two stars that look. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, 
the the thing that puzzles me about Vooch, right, and this is one of the things that we've actually championed him for during his tenure with the Bulls, is that for a big guy who is prepared to get in and post up um, at the low post, we've always said that one of the benefits of it is his facilitation. But at the moment, when he gets the ball, he, he looks lost. It's 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 like he doesn't know what to do with it. He doesn't know whether to yeah. shoot. He doesn't know whether to pass. He doesn't know whether to put it on the ground. It, it's just like he gets the ball and kind of goes, oh, um, uh, yeah, what do I do now? And that's, <laughs> yeah. and that's when he actually gets his hands on the ball, like you say. I mean, one of the things that he also credited him for was he had great hands. Um, but that seems to have gone out the window. He's gone all P. Will on it. He's been playing with, with his Kerrygold and, and got his hands all slippy or something. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's just it's not working. And I don't understand why. Yeah. I, re- I can't put my finger on why. And this is something we talked about in the last couple of pods is there's something inherently broken about this squad. And this came up a few years back, too. I remember talking about this quite early on in, in our podcasting days. And something always felt off in whether it's in the locker room or on the floor or just in the makeup of this team i don't know but it's beginning to become more and more obvious now as it's breaking down yeah i mean obviously vooch is a veteran we know that but he doesn't act like one a lot of the time you know he seems quite petulant quite stroppy quite do you know what i mean and he kind of looked to him as been he should be a bit of a leader you know we mm. saw last year uh pat bev calling him out you mm. know and get have that little argument that they had which do you know what i mean like yeah pat bev is you know it's pat bev you know what you're going to get from him but you shouldn't have somebody like pat bev calling somebody like vooch out mm. I don't think, you know, because they're both veterans of the league. You know, if Pat Bever had done that to Sonogo, you know what I mean? Then fair enough, it is a young young player stepping up. But yeah, to have it on Vooch and for Vooch to just strop about things as well, do you know what I mean? As soon as something doesn't go his way, that's it. His head's gone. He might as well sit him because... Mm. It might as well not be in the game. Yeah. But then you know that Vooch all of a sudden will hit a big three at the end of the game. Yeah. And it's like, where has that been all, all game? And yeah, I mean, obviously said on the last episode, I'm I'm off the Vooch train now. It's or I was getting ready to to get off it. I I'm I'm off it. I just it's too frustrating, you know, and like I've said before, I don't know whether it's the way Bulls play him, whether it's Vooch or what, but I'm sick of seeing it now. I'm sick mm. of feeling that way about somebody who's meant to be one of our top three players. Yeah. And yeah, I know he'll go out there and he'll get a double-double, but it's a lazy double-double. You know, when Drummond goes out and gets a double-double within 10 minutes, he's worked his ass off for it. Yeah. You know, he's crashed the boards is up and down the court you know and it's yeah it's it just seems like there's more than one big problem with this team it seems like 
there's just no cohesion with them. Players don't want to be there. And when it's two of your main players, that's a massive problem. Massive. <laughs> you know. Massive problem. Yeah. That, I mean, have you got out else on Vooch? Um, no, not really. Uh, I pretty much agree with everything that you've said. Um, like that, I always tend to hang in a little bit longer than you do um, with players. Maybe that's my fault as opposed <laughs> to yours. I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, he, if, if he's going to turn it around, if he's going to start to to bring us back in, he needs to do it in the next game or two. It's uh, It's not one of those seasons where we can say, well, we'll wait till after the all-star break or wait till after Christmas. No, no, it needs to happen now. This, this team is in free fall right now. Mm. Um, and it needs to be corrected straight away, straight away. Because at the moment, Zach is mentally checked out. Demar is aging and cannot do it on his own. And Vooch has fallen into a black hole somewhere. So if they're your core three, if they're your, prime three if they're your big three or if they're just your starting three it doesn't really matter they're the three that you've kind of based this team around and if two and a half of them <laughs> have gone AWOL the team's buggered I mean that's yeah. that it's that simple it doesn't matter what players what perennial players what role players you've got built around them it doesn't matter how much they step up if three of your starting five are not meeting the standards that have been laid down before them your team's screwed. I see. It's like you say the th three of you starting five, and it's like Demar. What? What is Demar this year as well? Do you know what I mean? It's is he checked in? Is he checked out? Is he trying to facilitate more? Is he just waiting for his moment to take over? It's just he doesn't look like Demar, does he? No. Um, and I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that he can't read this team because the team's all over the shop. Yeah. And DeMar tends to kind of try to read the game in game and decide when it's time for him to take over, when it's time for him to start doing his spider crawl and isolation plays. And at the moment, I don't think even DeMar knows where, where he stands. No. no fault of his own. I actually don't blame DeMar for it because we've still seen him turn it on in games. It's like just he did last it's, night. <laughs> like he did last night. It's just unfortunately, it's often too little, too late. He did it in the Miami game that we won as well. He, it's it's just I think I think he's kind of he's in a bit of a, a flux because he doesn't know where he stands with the rest of the team. So if he doesn't know where he stands with them, how does he know how to switch it on and when to switch it off? Because we know he's not engaged for forty eight minutes of any game. Mm. That's just not the way he plays. And you're not going to change that about him. He's played his whole his whole career in the NBA that way, and it he's played it to great effect. But he doesn't know when to turn it on because he doesn't know what he's got around him. Basically, I think. Yeah, and I think obviously he's got this extension hanging over him. Yeah, and he's obviously got to decide whether he wants to stay in Chicago. Right. Which he says all the right things, as mm -hmm. we often say, like it will happen again. But at the end of the day, if he gets the opportunity to go to LA or to a contender or wherever it is he wants to go, he's going to go. And obviously, Bulls have got to try and make this decision on 
do we extend him? Do we trade him before that point? So he probably doesn't even know whether he wants to be in Chicago himself at the minute. You know, no, especially not. the way this team's going. And in terms of his extension, if he's thinking, yeah, I want to be in Chicago, but I just don't know where this team's going. He's going to want to wait to see if what's going on with Zach. He's going to want Absolutely. to see if Caruso stays. You know, do we do anything in the draft? Or obviously, I know you can't see that far before his extension. Like, but you know, the, the Bulls just don't seem to have a direction. So how can you try to extend your, you know, your oldest player, your biggest scorer, without giving him a direction? Right. Because this could potentially be his last major contract in the NBA, right? Yeah. Anything after that will probably be, you know, vet mins or one-year deals or whatever. So this is his last chance of getting a two- to four-year deal somewhere. Is he going to want to commit to Chicago if it turns out that Chicago is going for a full rebuild? I don't think he will. No. So... As much as he's enjoyed his time in Chicago, as much as he loves the fans and the organization and everything like that, if he thinks that he's going to finish his career better off somewhere else, he's not going to jump onto an extension with Chicago. I mean, he's going to either look for some sort of a sign and trade or he's going to look to just walk out the door and go somewhere else. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, just going back to last night's game, obviously, what's not helping at the minute is. Tory Craig and Javon Carter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if it's down to Billy's rotations or what, but Tory Craig with another game of scoring nothing. Mm-hmm. Javon Carter scored three points, you know, which he was putting the threes up, which credit him, you know, it puts our three point attempts up, but he just wasn't hitting them. Yeah. And it's a thing, I mean, I can't remember the exact lineups, but it seemed to be working when Javon was putting the threes up. If they don't, like, if they don't hit, Drummond's there to crash the boards and get the right. rebound. Now, if he's out there with Vooch, Vooch isn't going to do that. No, you know, Vooch, is standing, Vooch is standing somewhere in the wing, um, or or at the high post, just dropping off it slightly, waiting to see whether or not he's going to get the three point shot. Yeah, so he's certainly not in at the low post ready to crash a board or in the paint ready to crash a board. Yeah. Which is where you always find Drummond. Yeah, exactly. And obviously there was a one play last night that I said to you, I mean, it didn't come off in the end. And I know it's a play that often winds you up where we got a bit of a fast break. Mm. Kobe's goes down, but Kobe stopped and he waited for Vooch to get into the paint before he mm-hmm. took the three. Obviously, the three didn't hit and Vooch didn't get the rebound. Right. But the IQ from Kobe there right. impressed me because we don't see that from someone like Zach. No. Zach will go like mad. He'll stop, put the three up, and it's like there's nobody there. No. The rest of the team's still down that end. And what really bugs me about that more than anything else, and Javon Carter is guilty of it too, They'll run the fast break, they'll stop and pop, and they won't even stop and pop at the line. They'll do it from like four feet back from from the arc, right? Just to make it an extra bit bit difficult. So they'll stop and pop, and then they'll either fade or they'll just stand and wait to see does it go in. Yeah. Right? 
now I don't know how much basketball you actually played or um, how much you're aware of this thing that we were always told. And I was, when I was learning how to play basketball and it was being drilled into me, but you follow your own shot. Yeah. So you put up, and unless you're fading, obviously then if you've done a fadeaway, it's not so easy to suddenly turn tail and run in. Right. But if you're stopping and popping, you need to follow your own shot in at least try. Yeah. Caruso style. Javante Green when we had him style, right? You Dale follow your own shot. Yeah, Dale and Terry. You, you give yourself that second chance opportunity, especially if you're running the floor and there's nobody ahead of you and you're going to stop and shoot a three. You need to be at least putting yourself in there to increase the chances of getting the board should you miss. And it yeah. just didn't happen. And it certainly doesn't happen on these fast break stop and pop threes, which I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. And I'd be roaring at the screen uh, in my head, obviously, because normally I'd wake the misses if, if uh, I'm watching the games live. So, um, yeah, no, it, it, it frustrates it frustrates the hell out of me. It really does. It's bad enough to shoot it when there's nobody there, but to shoot it when there's nobody there and then just stand and watch it. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if you've got anything else on last night's game, but no, I'm just sick of, I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick. I'm sick of watching it. Um, really really am i want to see better i want to see more and uh, it's just the same drivel that's being churned out by the players and by billy but no changes are actually happening on the floor and i'm sick of it yeah well that's something that i'm gonna ask you after the the ad read okay when we when we get into a certain other player okay our partners at usa sports USA Sports is a UK-based sports merchandise retailer. They cover the NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB, as well as Formula One. From hats to hoodies, there's something for everyone. From Chicago Bulls to Team Red Bull and everywhere in between. So go check them out on all the socials and at usasports.co.uk. And at the minute, they have just upped their discount site-wide to 30%. So that's 30% off everything site-wide. So if you don't want your bulls merchandise that's fine you know if you want you like i say they cover everything nhl nfl so if you want your bears stuff probably not black Hawk probably stuff. not a good team to choose man uh, probably not so <laughs> like i say from <laughs> yeah there's something there for everyone and if you go to the website enter the code cred uk you will get 30 percent off until sunday or Monday, which whichever day is the twenty seventh. So yeah, on to well, a player that's given hope, and a team of players that's given a little bit of hope. Windy City. Yes. Now, obviously, we did um, talk about them last time. We covered the last. I think it was three games that they had. Uh, and like I say, they were playing last night at the same time as Bulls. And like you said, we would have watched it, but I think it was only available on ESPN. Um, same as the last game was only available on Tubo or some random thing. Yeah, I saw we, that. Yeah, I followed yeah. the link through, but then it wouldn't let me yeah. finish off. So, I mean, we haven't been able to watch the games as, as well as we'd like. Um, mm. And last night they beat the... Uh, Skyforce 141-125. Now, Skyforce are the Heat's affiliate. And 
there's some pretty decent players on it. Uh, or, well, we know what the Heat players are, should we say. Um, you know, some players that are on two ways, some that have been picked up. But eventually, you know they're going to work their way onto the roster, some of them. Mm. You know, Jovic was out there. Um, I think it's Jamal Kane. He's their like top point scorer. He's on a two-way. You know, we've seen what Heat do with their two-ways. So that, to me, is an impressive victory, especially mm -hmm. by that sort of scoreline. Yeah. It was up and down, as everything tends to be with Bulls basketball in general. But no doubt the player of the game was Julian Phillips. He went for 29 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, one block. But to me, the most impressive thing was he was five of nine from three for 55%. For somebody who apparently hasn't got a good three-point shot. Mm -hmm. It's not Yeah. No, it was, his, it was his third game with Windy City as well. He played two back-to-back -back over the weekend. Um, and in them, he went three of six from three and one of four from three. So he's clearly willing to put it up. You know, which we've seen when he's actually come on in the legit NBA games. He will shoot. He, when he played against uh, Magic, he, he airballed it, but he had the confidence to take it. Mm -hmm. And through the three games at the minute, he's averaging 30 minutes, 20.3 points. Uh, he's 12 rebounds, two assists, one steal, just short of a block. And he is uh, 6.33 attempt, three-point attempts. So the question I've got for you is, would you put him into the rotation? Yeah, I would. I would. Absolutely, hands down, no questions. Um, because I want to see something different. Yeah. And what we have and what we keep seeing being churned out is not working. And I want change. So, yeah, give the young guys some running time. Let them see how they get on. Yeah, I mean, it is the G League. We know that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not saying he's going to come in and shoot lights out for the Bulls. Yeah. But he just needs some some playing time, some game time. A few of them are the same. They're, you know, they just, at, at this stage, like I've already kind of said, what we have isn't working. Yeah. So we can't go out there and make some big trades right now. We can't go out there and make massive changes to the roster. The only way we can do it is from within. So let's give before. these, well, yeah, which we've said before. So give these young lads some, some game time, give them some court time in a real NBA game. Let them make their mistakes. Let them learn. We're losing the bloody games anyway. Yeah. So let's give them a chance. Um, and I'm not saying throw all, five, like, all of them into the starting lineup or throw <laughs> all of them out there for big minutes. But I think I said this on the last part, give them more than one or two minutes garbage time at the end. Let them actually come into the game, get some solid maybe three or four minutes in the middle of the game, the time that matters, and see how they perform, see how they learn from it. And okay, they might show themselves to be not NBA players. And they can go back to the end of the bench or back down to the G League and carry on trying to develop from there. But at this stage, we need something. And who knows, you may just 
uncover something that you didn't know you had. Like Miami Heat do all the time. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, you pretty much covered everything I was going to say then. So, you know, sorry. Thanks. (laughs) 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 But obviously, I have just retweeted a a Windy City video, basically, uh, Phillips' highlights from last night. And his energy is a highlight reel player. Like I say, his threes, he was in the right place all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've actually watched it yet. I have, I yeah. send it to you. Yeah. You know, he was in the right place all the time. And there was one where he'd got himself in the corner, waiting for the three, realised it wasn't coming, so he crashed the, the rim. And he ended up with a, a dunk on it. There's another dunk where he, he takes off from, like, the, the free throw line. Yeah. You know, so he's got the confidence there. We've seen his defence. He's got the confidence to shoot the three. Whether he hits it or not is different. And like you said, put him into the rotation. I know Billy's struggling with the rotations at the best of times anyway. Yeah. And you're probably thinking, well, where can I put him in? As we saw against Orlando, he come in, looked a little bit nervy, airballed his three, and then we didn't see him after that. And the way to develop a player is put him back out there. Mm-hmm. Don't let him sit and stew on it, you know. Caruso or DeRozan, whoever it happens to be, to go sit next to him and just say, look, yeah. this is what you needed to do. This is where you needed to be. On your next shift, go out there and do that. And then if he still Bingo. doesn't do it, like you say, he goes back down to Windy City and he works on what he's been told by the veterans on the team. Yeah. He works alongside the veterans on the G League, you know, like Derek Favors and people like that. Has a couple of games down there again. And then Billy goes, right, we'll give you another shot. I mean, Billy actually watched him in a game over uh, last weekend. He was at, he was at the game, and it's like he's doing what you expect of an NBA player in the G League. Mm-hmm. So give him a shot, and the same goes with Dalen as well. We know mm-hmm. Dalen needs to get them them minutes. Obviously, they have been recalled today. Surprise, surprise, um, but. Windy City don't have a game now until Tuesday night, I think it is. Yeah. We've got Raptors tomorrow and Nets on Sunday. And we've got Celtics on Tuesday. So they're clearly not going to get any minutes in that Celtics game. So put them in these two games over the weekend. Like you said before, we're losing anyway. And they've got to learn to play through their mistakes. Mm-hmm. They've got to learn. That's how you develop a player. Not Throw him out there. Oh, well, you didn't do anything in the 20 seconds I give you. So yeah. sit down and that's it. You're not going to get any more minutes. It's... What do you mean you didn't change the game when we were 27 points down <laughs> with three minutes left? Come on. <laughs> you know, and there's another player who is obviously on a two-way that I would like to see get a little bit of run. And that is Sonogo. Mm. Now, he's six games. He's averaging 26 minutes. 18 points, 10 rebounds, 1.3 steals, and 1.2 blocks. And again, it is the G League. Mm -hmm. But he is an absolute unit that won't be moved. He'll fight for the ball the same way Drummond does. He'll, you know, he he will come out of the paint as well. You know, and it's just like, yeah, he's developing down with Windy City. That's fine. 
But how are we ever going to know if he's going to be NBA ready? Without giving him minutes, without getting him alongside the Bulls players. Because it might just go on to become an absolutely fantastic G League player, Carly Jones style. Mm-hmm. You know, he needs to come up, you know, they need to use that two way and bring him up. The same as Bitting. We, we don't know what these players are until we see them. And yeah, they might not be ready, but the only way they're going to get ready is play. Exactly. And, you know, like last night, for example, because of Zach sitting, we essentially had a nine-man rotation. We know Billy loves his small rotations, mm-hmm. but it, it's not working. Like you said, the change has got to come from within because mm-hmm. this Zach trade's not happening like that. No. So try and do something. And if it doesn't work, Nothing else has worked, so why not change it again? You know what I mean? It just, ah, it just irritates me. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, Windy City. Like I say, their next game is next Tuesday. Um, I think it's actually 11pm for us, so I might watch that instead of getting battered by Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> if it's available, this game. Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. So... Obviously, before we go on to our predictions, there's a, another question I want to ask you. And uh, I know we don't celebrate it, but as you said earlier on, it is Thanksgiving over mm-hmm. in America. So, like you said, happy Thanksgiving, enjoy, all that sort of stuff. And a question that goes around on all the other pods is, what are you thankful for? So, with this Bulls team, what are you thankful for at the minute? Uh, I am thankful for... <laughs> One thing and one thing only right now, and that is Alex Caruso playing Chicago basketball. Um, we've all come to love Chicago basketball. We all love the heart, hustle and muscle that was absolutely emblazoned uh, through the team when Joaquin was running, running the team. Uh, it was very much there in the dynasty teams. And uh, at the moment, we are seeing heart, hustle, and muscle to a party of one. And that's it. So I'm, I'm thankful that we at least have Caruso keeping the games interesting. Right. See, my, <laughs> my initial answer is the, the final buzzer <laughs> a lot of the time. <laughs> okay. That's a very cynical answer. <laughs> <laughs> but realistically uh, yeah i'm thankful for crusoe like you said thankful for kobe Mm -hmm. but when i think about it what i'm most thankful for at the minute is and we just spoke about him julian phillips because he's given me that little bit of hope that little bit of hope that we have something that we can work on potentially go on to become something that we need um the way Bulls treat players, probably not. But that is the little bit of hope I've got at the minute is Julian Phillips. Okay. So I will be tweeting a lot of time, play Julian Phillips. Gotcha. <laughs> so, and that's fine. Yeah. I'm not against that at all. I mean, it's not a lot of hope, <laughs> but it is no. hope. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Considering once upon a time the hope was uh, Dale and Terry. He could still come back in, but yeah, mm. I don't, 
<laughs> well, not as likely. You know? I mean, obviously, the big hope was P1, wasn't it? So, but we don't want to talk about him. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did have a good. Did that, a good... Did you see that dunk? Did you see that dunk? Yeah, I'll say <laughs> that that was good. The rest's not so much, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, obviously, as we said on the, the at the start, we did give predictions for the next few games. Unfortunately, because of Neil's editing skills, you didn't get to hear them. Um, <laughs> but I'm we did predict. He's <laughs> <laughs> still on holiday. Um, <laughs> we did obviously give our OKC ones. Both said losses. Obviously, we've got Raptors tomorrow. They're now sitting at seven and eight for mm-hmm. the season, whereas we're what five and eleven. Five and eleven. Hmm. <laughs> I've said before, time and time again, nothing against Raptors, nothing against any of the players on the roster. I just don't like playing them because I don't think we we never know what we're going to get. I mean, we don't know what we're getting anyway. We're Bulls, but you know. So I predicted a loss. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yours. I can't, even, I can't even remember what I predicted anymore. Uh, um, a loss. I, I, I think. Yeah, I think I said it was a loss to the Raptors, didn't I? And then, yeah, yeah. And we then would a, beat the Nets. D- a dub against the Nets. That's what I said. Yeah, and I. Yeah, yeah I'm going to stick with that. Yeah, uh, Nets currently uh, six and eight. I think they've got Heat before the playoffs. I think when I had a quick look before, so that. Could change either way. Mm-hmm. Um, I went for a, an L, and mm-hmm. I'm sticking with that. Um, there's just too much. You now the, the the two games that at the start of the season you'd look at to get two dubs, and we yeah. should be above these two teams. I've said it time and yeah. time again. We should be above these two teams. We're not. So, um, and then. We didn't have this one last time, but we're not quite sure if we record before or after the Celtics game next Tuesday. Yeah, so we'll throw it out there. Uh, obviously, they are going to have other games in between, but they're currently sitting 12 and 3. Uh, it's going to be ugly. Apart from maybe five, maybe five minutes where we, we look like we can play basketball. <laughs> Probably when they've given up and thrown emptied their bench in the third quarter because they're absolutely destroying us but mm. uh yeah i can't see anything but a loss to celtics no i think we'll lose um but strangely enough we tend to actually cope quite well with the celtics um mm. so i do think that even though it will be a loss we'll somehow look like we actually have a chance of winning the game uh but we won't yeah, uh, obviously one player that does tend to do well against them is Ayo. Mm. And obviously he's in pretty decent form at the minute. He is. So, yeah, possible. If my predictions come true and we get three L's, that would put us on a, a five-game losing stretch. Yeah. With, Mil- with Milwaukee to come after Celtics. Yikes. So, on that happy note, we'll uh, we'll end it there, shall we? <laughs> yeah, let's. <laughs> um, yeah, it's yes, dire, right? Anyway, yeah, moving on. Um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, somehow, 
some way we turn some sort of a corner and something clicks somewhere but um unless we start hitting the three-point shots that we're heaving up uh just so that we get the numbers up which you know i get it i get the whole math thing but math this math don't math and you can throw up 40 odd shots and if you're only shooting 12 percent, it doesn't matter how many you throw up you're still going to be losing the games yeah and we need to be hitting them at at least 35 to 40 percent clip to be even in contention yeah yeah and um if we're not watching balls we'll probably be watching windy city balls yeah if we can yeah so yeah thanks for listening um hopefully you get all of the audio this time and I'll do my uh, best. <laughs> like i say we're not 100 percent sure when we're going to be back um due to the, the way the games are falling and stuff like that yeah um if something goes down in the meantime there could be an emergency pod yeah I, zach decides what he's doing where he's going yeah. bulls decide what they're doing where they're going but can't see it so yeah uh yeah so once again to all our american listeners enjoy your thanksgiving eat well all that sort of stuff whatever it is you do over there like i say we don't celebrate it we just work and work and work yeah. and yeah so uh i've been matt you can find me on twitter at matt c red uk and you can find us on all the socials at c red uk and you can find me on twitter at neil c red uk on behalf of us both and the fans first sports network thanks once again to everyone for tuning in whether you're watching or listening please do subscribe rate review and give us a thumbs up on youtube it does help us to keep providing you with this content and from us both do remember it's a chicago bulls thing wherever in the world you are and keep supporting uh, this team as much as you possibly can and we're gonna try and stay with them for you as much as we possibly can until next time see red people and go bulls <laughs>